Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely awesome day today. And I wanted to touch base on something real quick. A couple days, I think it was on Tuesday, I discussed a video that had just surfaced about a lady being arrested in Victoria, Australia, for apparently reposting and being a um, a host of a anti-lockdown Facebook post in Australia. And she was subsequently arrested on videotape, and they had a warrant, and they seized all of her computers and phones. Uh, very troubling video. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen it now. And now, apparently, that was not enough. They are doing a full-blown crackdown in Australia. They have said now that Australian police have gone to over 80 home visits in the last two weeks, warning those people that they will be arrested if they protest any type of lockdown. They're charged under Section 321G of the State's Crime Act from 1958. Basically, it's a it's a bogus incitement charge is what it is, is what they basically have to concoct up out of it. They have to pull something back from 1958 to figure out how to arrest people for posting something on Facebook. Grossly disturbing. Just wanted to give everybody an update on this. I got a lot of friends, a lot of listeners in Australia. This is insane to me that the state has gone this authoritarian on it. Um, but again, this is what happens when you're also disarmed. I mean, I, I love Australia. I've been down there before. Great place. But when they got disarmed, I think it was about 25 years ago now, um, it was very, very bad for them because they were pretty open gun state or gun, gun country. I mean, you pretty much could own majority of what you wanted down there. And when they did that big giant gun buyback and then turned around and basically destroyed all those firearms and banned them all, you now have a populace that can't really do anything with significant firepower if they have to defend their country. And it's sad. And this is exactly why I tell everybody on this show here in the United States, never allow yourself to be forcibly disarmed. If you have to basically ditch a rifle for something or something occurs, make sure you have backup weapon caches because the Second Amendment has no strings attached to it, in my opinion. And there's a reason why it was right after the first. The ability to speak freely and the ability to arm yourself. Those two principles are so important because once you no longer have the ability to defend yourself, what's going on in Australia, you now no, have the, no longer have the ability to speak freely. Also, what's going on over there where you cannot even post something on Facebook about having an anti-lockdown protest when there's been, I think, roughly over 550 deaths or something allegedly in Australia with a population of 27 million and they're saying that they have to continue the lockdowns. They have to continue. Absolutely crazy what's going on down there. And so, again, it just shows you how far a tyrannical government will go when it knows there are no checks and bounds because there's nobody that can check them physically. And that's exactly what you run into. Also, to United Airlines, I told you yesterday that Delta has pretty much gone in now and started a full-blown no-fly list, just like the social credit score in China. Delta has started to do that now for anybody that refuses to wear a mask on a plane. Now apparently United Airlines has now joined American Airlines in the latest round of massive job cuts. It says United in the, in the internal memo said it will furlough 16,370 workers next month. That includes 2,850 pilots, 
6,920 flight attendants and 2,010 technicians. The Chicago-based carrier has over 90,000 workers. So you're pushing, you know, almost, you know, over a fifth almost of their workers already. And they initially wanted in July that 36,000 jobs were at risk. So apparently they have not laid off everybody yet. And see what's happening now. Remember we talked about this. Multiple places have been doing this, including MGM out in Las Vegas. The payroll protection project that gave all the money away is starting to run out now. The payroll plan, basically, remember it was like a six-month plan, that cash just pretty much dwindled away. So now these guys have to figure out how to stay solvent with decreased sales, with the idiotic social distancing guidelines, and with all the other restrictions that the overt tyrannical deep state has tried to place on this country for a pandemic that we now know, like they said, has a 6% of the people that actually caught COVID and died, 6% died just from COVID. And so the numbers are abysmal when you actually look at that for the amount of lockdown and restrictions that were placed upon the American populace. So again, wake up, America. Look at what's going on. I'm so sick of people saying, oh, it's just a mask. Don't, don't be like that. It's just, I've seen it all over the place. It's over social media. It's on, there's a video. People, he, he should just worn a mask. You know, it, that, that conflict wouldn't have happened. Well, that conflict wouldn't have happened if that person wouldn't have come up to him and started a conflict. Now, would it? The whole aspect of telling people just wear a mask and shut up, basically, is a complete and total just anomaly. It's complete opposite. It's the antithesis of the United States Constitution and what we are grounded on here when we know research after research shows there's zero effectiveness on wearing a mask and stopping the transmission. And then you look at the fact on what the mask actually does in reducing oxygen levels, causing bacteria and moisture buildup on the mask. And the fact that there have been zero guidelines on how to handle these masks from a true a true personal protection equipment standpoint and actually handling it, taking a mask off every 20 minutes, wearing gloves, washing down and scrubbing every time you take a mask off and before you put it on, all these guidelines are completely and totally not there, non-existent, even to the point they tell people you could just wear a net gator. You know, the thing that, like, blocks some of the sun when you're out on a fishing boat, which those tested do almost as little as not wearing a mask at all as far as actually stopping particulate matter, which shows you this is nothing to do with a virus and everything to do with forced compliance and now rolling into the virus and the vaccine that they're wanting to roll out, uh, looks like the next six weeks here. Dad went into great detail on that yesterday. And so be aware of what's going on and understand this is a lot more than what they're trying to tell you. Don't be a submissive peasant and just listen because somebody tells you you have to do something. At least ask questions. If you feel like listening or they have a compelling argument, that's one thing. But just to blindly follow orders like you're a drone kind of like what they want us to be, like a worker bee, like an ant, just following blind orders and doing what you're told is not something that America was founded on ever. And it's sad to me that so many Americans have gone that route now, Dad. But again, you see who are the real people in America, who are the real patriots, and you see who are the ones who are big talk for the last 20 years. We've gotten a real eyeful of that now. You know, Austin, a lot of people are big talk. And, you know... (laughs) 
it's so frustrating because over the years I've had to cut people loose, just not associate with them anymore. And you know, you don't want to do that because you try to be a Christian. You try to, you know, tell them the truth and tell them what's going on. Uh, yesterday, you know, I was visiting a business here in Central Florida and. And I was buying some stuff, and I had a chance to sit down with two of the top people in the business. And first thing I asked them is, uh, are you guys a Christian? That's pretty bold. And they looked at me kind of funny, and one of them said, well, I used to be, and not really. And the other one said, well, I used to really be a Christian, but, you know, not anymore. And I said to them, I said, why not? And then one of them basically didn't want to answer the question, and the other one basically him and hawed and gave me some statistics. And, and I looked at them both, and I said, you know what? I said, let's talk about this real quick. And I did. I had a little I had a little 30-minute come-to-Jesus meeting. Now, whether or not that helps, whether or not that works, whether or not they basically listen, I don't know. And then I recommended to them both that they listen to yesterday's show. Now, for me to do that, yesterday's show was one of those down-the-deep-rabbit-hole, like how far can we go into the ditch, into the rabbit hole, underneath the ditch, and past the ditch, and back into the uh, <laughs> the subterranean caverns. That was last yesterday's show. If you've missed yesterday's show... I have gotten emails from all over the world about yesterday's show. And guys, thank you for all of your positive comments. And you know, and the same thing is true with Austin is talking about with Patriots. You know, you can only deal so much with the negativity. You know, I tell you guys every day, this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad of it. You know, I'm above ground. You know, I'm not six foot under. You know, I'm still able to walk around and, and be blessed. I've still got a wonderful wife and four wonderful children and you know two wonderful grandchildren and all of you guys. I'm so blessed. And you know, what we have a tendency to do, Austin, a lot of people do this. They don't count their blessings. You know that old song, count your blessings one by one. They count their negatives. And everything's always negative, negative, negative. And that's okay. If you're going to be like that every once in a while, something really bad happens, you're like, okay, that's really negative. you got to call it out, but you can't dwell on it. You gotta like say it's a garden of weeds, but it can be a beautiful garden, so let's pull the weeds. But don't say it's a beautiful garden when it's a garden of weeds. I mean, it's not true, but you can make it a beautiful garden. The same thing is true with your own life. You can make your life a beautiful garden, but you gotta make sure you don't get overwhelmed by the weeds. I think the Bible talks about it with this law of the sower and the seed. And he says, you know, you go throw the seed on stony ground. The weeds come up and some take some of the weeds. The weeds take some of the seed. And some of the birds get the seeds. And, you know, all these different seeds are planted all the time. And you have to continue to sow seed. That's what I do on this show. That's what also does on the show. We sow seed. And it comes up. And we end up with this giant audience over seven, eight years. And we realize that we're able to help a lot of people because they're willing to listen and it was good soil. Now, I'm going to be very clear here right now. A lot of people aren't willing to listen to the true message of the gospel. A lot of people are not willing to listen to what's really going on with 9-11, what's really going on with the Kennedy assassination, what's really going on with the Frankfurt School, what's really going on with Donald Trump, what's really going on with the Circus Clown Show in Washington, and when you bring this stuff up to them and you give them basically facts, like Prescott Bush was a Nazi, this is George H.'s father, and he tried to do a coup over the – I told all the I told the guys this yesterday when I was talking to them in the business. You, all of a sudden you bring all these facts up that they're not used to listening to and don't listen. It's kind of like I learned a long, long time ago when we had the clinic. You know, a lot of people want to eat right. 
but that for very few people do. They, they want to have really good health. They want to have abundant energy, but they don't do what it needs, what needs to be done to have that abundant health and have that energy. So what ends up happening is they get into a situation where they get into a rut and they start watching their rear view mirror and they don't allow their future to pull them more than the past pulls them backwards and they get into a ditch. And the problem is if you've got friends who claim to be patriots, like Austin was talking about earlier, and they're running around wearing masks or they're running around not wanting to listen to any information you're giving them or they're running When you go to the Department of Motor Vehicles, I had to put a mask on. I didn't wear it. I just put it over my face. And as I got in, I took it off, got fussed at. That's okay. You know, I had to go to a courthouse here a couple months ago, and I basically wore the mask in over my face, didn't wear it, just put it over my face, went inside, and they, they basically ran me out. That's okay. But I got the work done I needed to do. And I made a huge announcement when I walked in and I was forced to do that. I told them that I wasn't going to go quietly into the night, that this was not okay with me. This was subservience, and I wasn't about to do this, but I was being forced into it. But I, I, I went ahead and put the little mask on to get my driver's license for my daughter, all that kind of stuff, okay? But the point is, you can't be walking into businesses and restaurants and Walmart or any place that forces you to wear a mask or tells you to leave, or you just need to leave. I was over at you know, I went over to Circuit. There was one Circuit City. It was Best Buy. I told you that story a couple of months ago with Brad and Sharon. And we walked in, and they wanted me to stand in line and wait for proper social distancing in the store. And the man told me, and I started asking him questions, and he told me to be quiet. And I, I did use an expletive. I did say something ugly. And I said, blah, 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 blah. I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm not going to give your store money. I walked out. In fact, we never even walked in. We were by the front door. Don't be that person that capitulates that says, oh, well, it's just a mask. It's not just a mask. It's a sign of submission, submission and subservience. Australia is a crown colony. It is not a republic. Whatever they want to pretend like they are, they're not. They're still answering to the Queen of England, just like Canada is. If you don't believe that, a few years ago, she got mad at the people in Canada because their government wasn't doing right, and she discharged them all, just discharged them. You know, it's, it's a show. Because you don't want to be under a monarch. No, Canada is a monarchy, and so is Australia, if you really start pushing buttons. So is India, by the way. All of these different places around, you know, have this huge British influence on them because they used to be crowned colonies. And so we have to understand who and what they are and who controls them from behind the scenes. And, of course, the Rothschild banking cartel took over the entire England deal back in the 1700s, you know, with the Napoleonic Wars. We need to understand that, and then we need to realize that the Rothschilds are running the planet, or the, you can call them the international bankers. They, by the way, they, I use Rothschilds as a catch term because it's the international bankers who started the central banks all over the world way, way, way back when, but they've bred in with a lot of other names now, and, they're, and, they're, and, they're, and they're, their, their name wasn't any, their name wasn't Rothschild. It was, his name was Moses Bauer. His name was Moses Bauer, the guy who started the Rothschild banking dynasty. He had a red shield in front of his business, okay? And he ended up, everybody, everybody said, rote means red in German, and shield means basically shield. And so finally he changed his name to Rothschild, Rothschild. And that's, that's where the name came from. It wasn't like they were born with it. Name was, his name was Moses Bauer. And he was the guy who started it with his sons, and they spread all over the world with this thing. So... This is the group that manages and runs the planet. You know, I use Rothschild again as a catch term. 
So let me digress for one second. So if you have people in your life that are dragging you down and are causing problems in your life or that you have to pump up every month and try to get them motivated, you know, at this point now with what's happening in the world, you kind of need to make it a decision. Either they need to get on with a program or you need to cut them loose. It's kind of like cut bait or fish. You know, if they won't stop the race narrative, if they won't stop the mainstream narrative they hear on CNN, if no matter what you say to them, they won't listen, just step away. You know, love them from a distance. Be nice to them. Be kind to them. But you may not be able to really talk to them anymore because, guys, quite frankly, if you've got to pump them up every month, pump them up, pump them up, and they're super negative, what happens if you don't show up to pump them up? And how many people do you want to pump up? I mean, if you got somebody down in a pit, all right, and they fell in the pit, you know, the pit's 20 feet deep, okay, and now there's like 10 people down in the pit. They all It's like a deadfall, and they're all down in the pit, and half of them are crippled and broken legs and everything else, and you put a ladder down in the pit, but they don't want to climb the ladder, either because they can't or they just don't want to because they're scared of ladders. And you think, I've got a couple of friends down there in that pit. I'm going to go down the ladder, and I'm going to help bring these friends back up. Well, if you get the friend and he's hanging on your back and you got your arm trying to tie around him sideways with him hanging on your back and you're trying to climb a 20-foot ladder, it might be okay if your friend weighs 50 pounds as maybe one of your kids. But that friend weighs two or 300 pounds and you're trying to go up the ladder with him and he's not trying to help, there's a good probability you ain't going to get out of the pit either. You're going to get yourself hurt. You'll be stuck in the pit. And then you got to ask yourself the question, how many of them are in the pit because they tried to help somebody in the pit, they got dragged back down, and they got hurt in the bottom of the pit. So ask yourself that question. If you got to cover the same stuff over and over and over and over, and they will not listen, maybe they've got so much negative baggage. Maybe they got so much stuff that happened in their life. Maybe they don't want to look at themselves. Then you can always recommend Zig Ziglar on goal setting, or you can recommend Jim Rohn. Basically, he's got a great series online for two hours on personal development. Or you can recommend Les Brown. If they're an African-American, you could do that too. There are, all, there are all kinds of great motivational speakers out there that do a really good job if you got to get your attitude right. Because a lot of people have gotten themselves into a situation where everything out of their mouth is negative. And what they do is they drive everybody away from themselves. And nobody wants to hang out with them or associate with them anymore. So just don't allow those people to put you into a ditch. And you guys down in Australia, man, I feel sorry for you down there with what's going on. And with Delta and United Airlines and everything else, Austin's exactly right. You know, the PPP has run out. The personal protection payroll stuff has run out. And now the reality is hitting. Guys, if there was no PPP, if the government had started giving almost $900 a week in unemployment benefits, we would have seen what the economy's really doing right now. And it ain't looking good because all of these people are still on the government payroll. You know, Trump dropped it from 600 to 400 but you're still getting $300 a week, usually 275 from your state unemployment. So all of this stuff is still pumping cash in, pumping cash in, pumping cash in, putting states and the United States government deeper and deeper into debt. If you really pull that out and got rid of all of that stuff that they're doing as far as giving people free money, the entire economy would collapse. The entire stock market would collapse. And we're seeing that now in the airline industry because it can't sustain itself at the former levels with this few people flying. And we need to understand that. Now, just that, you know, we talk about the Rothschilds, we talk about Israel, because remember, Israel was founded through the Rothschild banking cartel, through the Balfour Declaration, and we tell you that the Israeli 
the Jewish mafia runs a big chunk of the planet via the central banks, and we've got the Italian mafia, we've got the Russian mafia, and the Israeli mafia. But a lot of the censorship goes through Israel because of the computer systems. Well, guess what? Israel is now in charge of Facebook's censorship of American free speech. You can't even make there this you up. Go. Facebook has hired Aaron Palmore, a former director general of Israeli's Justice Ministry, as a member of this new oversight board, which will censor content on the site. The company's chief operations officer, Sheryl Sandberg, has also declared that Facebook is using the international. I'm going to repeat this. Sheryl Sandberg, another Jewish lady, has declared that Facebook is using the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance definition in forming its own approach and definitions, and its new policy draws on the spirit and the text of the IHRA, the International Holocaust Remembrance Association, and that Facebook's policy, Jews and Israel's, are treated as protected characteristics. All right. Always figure out who you can't criticize. Protected characteristics has meant in practice that criticism of the activities of either Israel or Jewish groups will not be acceptable on Facebook. Anecdotal evidence suggests, remember Zuckerberg is also Jewish. Anecdotal evidence, evidence remember he's a Rothschild cutout. Anecdotal evidence suggests that Facebook is now also now censoring any material that might lead to legitimate criticism of the Jewish state and its policies, including what's going on in Palestine. On August 18th, the site removed a picture and article showing a road filled with dead Palestinian-owned sheep that were reported killed by an Israeli settler driver. The Israeli deliberately ran over the animals with his car as part of a campaign to destroy the livelihoods of the Palestinians. When the Israeli lobby complains that portraying Israel negative is thinly veiled anti-Semitism, one might well respond that terrible things are being done in the Middle East in the name of Jews and of Israel. This is from Paul Craig Roberts. I'm reading you right off his... I'm going to post this article. Silencing critics by accusing them of hate-filled crime is a little more than perversion of justice to serve the demands of a powerful and wealthy minority and the APAC, American Israeli Political Action Committee, as well as denial of constitutional rights for Americans. When confronted by accusations of anti-Semitism, just recall what Israel minister admitted. It's a trick. We always use it. I'm going to repeat you the last sentence. When confronted by accusations of anti-Semitism, just recall what the Israeli minister admitted, quote, it's a trick. We always use it. So whenever something goes wrong in Israel and we call it out for what it is, it's anti-Semitism according to Israel because it's a trick and they always use it. Yep. Israel is the center of the world right now with computer technology and everything else they're doing. They're, by the way, they've banned the 5G and all of this stuff in their own classrooms in Israel. They're the most racist apartheid country in the world. And quite frankly, we tolerate it because of the Zionist Christian right in the United States who believe all things Israel. All things Israel. So guys, let's wake up. Also, what do you think? Well, I'm just going to repeat it again because I've said this for literally years on years. If you want to find out who rules you, find out who you can't criticize. I know you just said that a second ago, so I'm going to reiterate that. I've said that for years, and that's always been a question of mine of why aren't Christians protected? Why is it that pretty much Christians are open target, open territory? Anything about Christians at any time, any blasphemy, any hate speech, doesn't matter. Oh, that's fine. That's, that's their First Amendment right. They can, they can basically threaten and blaspheme Christianity. It doesn't matter. It's First Amendment. You even make a comment watched this happen before numerous times I've even personally had it happen to me 
you make a comment about somebody, oh yeah, well you know basically they're Jews, so they're they're you know they're running money pretty good on that. You almost use it as a sarcastic standpoint because you know the terminology has been coined a lot. Somebody goes, oh yeah, well he's Jewing him down. You're not using it as an anti-Semitic mark. There's no hate speech there. But all of a sudden, I've had people come uncorked. Come uncorked. You can't say that. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I didn't say anything. I basically just Jewing it down. That, you can't say that's politically incorrect. That's anti-Semitic. But it's not anti-Semitic at all. A lot of Jewish individuals that I know are really good with money, and they're aggressive negotiators. What are you talking about? You can't say that. You can't say anything about that. And I'm like... Dude, I'm not using a derogatory standpoint. This is ridiculous. Like people say, the Germans are always really on time. Or you say Tico time. A lot of time from South America, people are late a lot. Well, derogatory is a true statement. I was in the barber shop the other day. A lot of the guys there from Puerto Rico. And we're having a big joke about it. And they were like, yeah, dude, we're always late. They're like, it doesn't matter what time it is. We're always late. I'm like, well, not all y'all, but I've seen it a lot. And they said, yeah, it's just because the time frame down there, you don't grow up with everything having to be real, real punctual. You go to another side of the world is completely different. Different cultures have different things. So why is it that one specific group of people have the ability to muzzle an entire world because they don't want to have anybody say anything about them at any time that could even be slightly construed as offended? Find out who you can't criticize and you'll find out who controls you. Just thought I would throw that out there. Also, too, this is interesting. This week on Wednesday, the Ninth Circuit Court Appeals ruled that the National Security Agency Surveillance Program, which was exposed in detail by Edward Snowden in 2013, is unlawful. The court even credited Mr. Snowden for exposing it. This is interesting. This came from the International Business Times report. It said seven years after the NSA surveillance program was exposed by whistleblower Edward Snowden, the operation is being unlawful by a federal court. The rule came down Wednesday from the U.S. Court of Appeals in the Ninth Court, which said that the program, which collected mass amounts of phone calls in the U.S. without any warrants, violated the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act and also the U.S. Constitution. It goes on to say, I never imagined I would live to see our courts condemn the NSA's activities of unlawful and the same ruling credit me for exposing them, Snowden said about the ruling in a tweet. And yet that day has arrived. The former NSA contractor fled to Russia following his actions and has remained there ever since despite the ruling. He is still facing espionage charges in the United States, though President Donald Trump has occasionally floated the idea of pardoning him, which I highly doubt he will. Even now, this is even more of a reason why now he should be pardoned. But see, here's the reason why Snow's never going to be pardoned. I wish. I'm telling you right now, don't send me emails and say, oh, blah, blah, blah. I wish Snowden would be pardoned. Snowden did nothing wrong but let the American populace know that we have a right to know what people are doing and spying on us on a regular basis. When a government becomes too overwhelming and too controlling, it is the duty of the people to change that government and put new people in that are doing the duty of the government or the duty of the people. There is a significant aspect of what we're seeing here with the NSA, and I've said it from the very beginning that what the NSA did, almost everything they did, is anti-constitutional. They still do. But yeah, it doesn't matter. If Trump came out and pardoned Snowden, he would have probably a lot of, honestly, a lot of positive press about it, especially now that the Ninth Circuit's ruled in this. Here's why Trump would ever do it. The international bankers won't allow him to, because if Snowden was actually pardoned, it would show the entire populace of the world 
that speaking the truth and exposing criminal fraud is rewarded, and you basically are shown that you can get away with it. Once you start allowing the masses to wake up and have hope, so this hope, okay, now we know what's going on. We have hope now. We can expose what's going on. A little bit of hope is okay. It's like putting a carrot in front of a donkey. A little bit, a little bit. Just come on. We'll give you a little bit. Here's a bone. Here's a bone. Here's a bone. But we're never going to actually give you that entire carrot. For once you realize where that carrot is and you see where we keep the carrots and you can go get all the carrots you want, bring your other donkeys over and realize that we're just tempting everybody with a carrot, then all of a sudden it's not fun anymore. This is what they've continually done to us. They give us these little snippets, little snippets of hope. This is why what uh, with, um, Mr. Snow says in Hunger Games is so pertinent. He said, the only thing stronger, a motivating force and a controlling force than fear is hope. But a little bit of hope is effective. A lot of hope is dangerous. They have to give us little snippets all the time like this. This ruling is exceptional. I'm very glad. And I hope, I really hope, that we expose this and more people talk about this and it gets out in the mainstream media and alternative media talks about it because people really need to revisit what the NSA does. On top of that, though, they've constantly given us these little things that keep us right on the cusp of trying to maintain what they want us to do. For example, Q. Q probably at the very beginning was, in my opinion, something that may have been positive. The CIA took control of it and used it as a giant psychop. And it's kept the populace in America, the patriot community, at bay for the last three years until they got the COVID in place and then they could get everybody locked down with that. I remember hearing people, and it was so funny to me, it was almost ironic, at the beginning of the COVID lockdown, people were saying, listen, listen, you got to understand, this is like eight-dimensional chess now with Trump. The reason why we're locking down is because he's going to go in and release all these indictments now on top of it. All these people are getting arrested now. Just wait and see what happens when the lockdown's over in two weeks. He's playing 36-dimensional chess now. You don't understand it. It's too much for you to comprehend. And I'm literally looking at him, and I'm like, bro, you, there's no way you even believe that. Just watch. Wait, two weeks, all these people are going to get arrested. Pedophiles are going to get arrested. Everybody's going to jail. He's going to drain the swamp. We're going to take the country over. He's doing this to take the country over and bring it back to a constitutional republic. Well, humdinger, it's September, and we haven't seen a remnant of bringing back to a constitutional republic. We've actually seen the complete opposite of that. So please understand that we're lied to on a regular basis. That's why we try to do our best on the show to bring you real facts about what's going on. And as you see now, as the Bolshevik revolution is in full swing here in the United States, the communist revolution, I should say, as I've repeated to it, and I still will repeat to it over and over and over again, because if you do not know what I'm talking about on this show, I've talked about it before, research the Bolshevik revolution and what happened in Russia in 1917 and what ensued after. That will give you almost a parallel line of what we're seeing here in the United States as coast to county, District Attorney Diana Beckin has now expressed her view that officers, law enforcement officers, should consider whether the target business that was looted and destroyed was open or closed at the time it took place, and what was the manner and means by which looters had managed to get inside the building, and if the looters needed what they stole before filing any charges or making arrests. 
I kid you not. She's telling law enforcement that they need to consider if the business was open or closed, how they broke into the store, and if the people that they basically have stopped or arrested or basically suspected, if they needed the items that they looted from the store, and that way she can decide whether or not she's going to prosecute them whatsoever as a district attorney. This is an embarrassment to the rule of law in this country here. As we see people break in and steal tennis shoes, Legos, televisions, the list goes on. I have yet to see, I have yet to see anybody in one of these looting sprees run out of the store with chicken breast and steak. Not once, not a single time. When's the last time you saw somebody burn down a building, but before they burned it down, they ran in and took out shopping carts of milk to tame hope of their children? You guys seen a photo of that? I haven't seen a photo of that. I haven't seen a single photo of that. So ask yourself, majority of people that abide by law and order don't need to break into buildings to steal stuff. Because why? Because if they're having a hard time buying things, we already give it to them for free. It's called WIC. It's called SNAP. It's called unemployment benefit. It's called welfare programs. <laughs> Understand that. That's the irony with these idiots come out with these this complete and total hogwash and say, well, you need to see if these people actually needed it before they rioted and looted the store and then subsequently burned it down. They may have needed that 80-inch television. You know, I mean, you don't know what's going on at their home right now. Wake up and see that the very people that are funding this communist revolution in this country are the exact same people that are protecting these communists in this revolution. That's why I told a friend of mine yesterday, I said, you guys, I said, do you understand how much food it takes to feed tens of thousands of people? Gas mask, tear gas, fireworks, all these things they show up with, not to mention that people just apparently don't have a job. Obviously, they just walk around all day. What do they do for money? How do they pay rent? How do they pay for food at home? Why are these people keeping funded while they go around and burn and destroy cities? It takes a lot of food to feed thousands of people every single day that are running around protesting. There is a significant amount of money that's being funneled into these people, and we've exposed it partially, but they're so smart in making sure at the top, the communists at the top, that are the almost, in my opinion, the exact same people as far as their lineage and down the line are the same ones that funded this in Russia in 1917, we're seeing the exact same thing happen here in the United States almost 100 years later to bring in a communist dictatorship under the guise of bringing in terrorist organizations like BLM and Antifa. Please be aware of it. So when people bring up the hoorah, hoorah race card, oh, it's this and that, and it's this, dude, guys, listen, there's way more going on with that. There is all sorts of things happening, just like the other day, black cop, three kids, wife at home. He basically is out on patrol. He gets shot multiple times, killed by an unbelievably militant white Antifa member. Guy's been arrested now being charged for murder charges. Not a peep in the mainstream media. I mean, did not even cover it. And what's worse, BLM, they basically burn, loot, and just destroy everything group. They go in and have not said a single comment about this black officer being murdered by a white Antifa terrorist member. 
Why? Because they do not care about the black populace. They care about a communist revolution in this country. And the quicker that more people can see that, especially in the black community, the more we can stop this unbelievably incessant, nonsensical violence and do the best we can to take back this country before it goes over the edge all the way into what we saw happen in Russia at that point in time in the late 1917, 1918, 1919, 1910. You know, also some people estimate that Stalin killed 50 million up to 100 million dead in Russia because of what they did yeah. with him and Lenin. Never talked and, about and, it. But no, but, and and these, these people who are basically pushing this a Black Lives Matter, Antifa communist agenda who don't really understand history, who don't even know what real money is, don't even know what silver and gold is, who really haven't been well educated because of the indoctrination from the Frankfurt School and our educational systems, um, they're not going to change their attitude. I mean, that's, that's the problem. We've had 60 years of this now, 70, 80 years of this. Actually, with the Frankfurt School, it's been since 1933, so we've had almost, you know, what, 87 years of this. And so it's been going on and on and on in our country. I'm going to repeat something that I think bears repeating. When a child is in a young state from like one to seven, they're in a theta brainwave state. They don't have a filter. Everything you say to them, they believe. In other words, if you tell them they're Superman, they can put on a cape and jump off a roof, you better not let them get on a roof because they're probably going to jump off the roof. Just thought I'd let you know that because they don't know any better. They think they're Superman. You know, like Austin mentioned this the other day, you know, Hunter is like four years old. Somebody messes with us, I'll just beat him up. He literally believes he can do that. He's four years old. He beat him up. With a four-year-old, you just pick him up by the foot and just carry him off. I mean, they can't do anything. And so he doesn't understand that because in his mind, he's Superman. In his mind, he's Iron Man. In his mind, he's Batman or whatever he wants to be today. It's a theta brainwave state. So when you tell them that communism is good, that you tell them that multigenders are good, when you tell them there's no such thing as a girl or a boy, it's good, they, don't, they believe you because they don't have a filter. And the problem with this is it's hardwired into their brains because they can't stop the input. This is the problem with not homeschooling children, keeping them in the educational system. They're hardwired. In other words, they get it reinforced for the first five or six or seven years in the school and in daycare. Then they get it reinforced when they go to elementary school or, ele- you know, whatever. Then they go to middle school or high school and it continues to get reinforced. So now here you are, you're, they're 18, 17 years old and they come home and they say, Hey, look, you know, I'm going to change my sex and gender. I'm going to have my genitalia cut off and I'm going to become the opposite sex. You're like, no way. You can't do that. Well, yeah, I can't. Well, that's, and, you, and you can convince, you can talk until you're blue in the face. They will not believe you. This is the problem that we have. They think it's okay until they whack off their genitalia and they find out they've had a gaping hole in their body now and it won't heal. And all of a sudden they have all these health conditions or whatever. And then they get sick as a dog because they're on all these different types of drugs. And they come down with COVID and they die of COVID and they're listed as a COVID death. Huh. Okay, this is, this is what happens. And these children become a different person than their family. The Bible tells us, train up a child in the way they should go and when they are old they will not depart from it and that's what we have to do we have to train them up the way they should go the way the word of God tells them to go and if we don't they're going to go the way the school system tells them to go this is what Hitler told us you know, give me the youth give me a couple generations of youth I'll change the country and he did you know, and this is what they've done to us in the United States. And the Frankfurt School looked at the model in Germany being done to promote nationalism. They knew they had to destroy nationalism because the Frankfurt School was a group think tank started back in the 20s in Germany. And they were set up by the Rothschild banking cartel to try to determine why Germany did not accept communism 
when the Russian Empire fell and why Germany stood firm as far as not allowing itself to be dragged into a communist ditch. Well, they found out the reason it happened was that they were nationalists. They believed in Germany. They believed basically that Germany was a, a, was a state, that hard work meant you could be successful, and they did not want to be in a commune involved with communism, and the German people rejected it because they were nationalistic. Well, that's what exactly what, the, what, the, what these Frankfurt School boys did. They came over to the United States, and tens of thousands of them, by the way, were credentialed, it's credentialed. These are communists, credentialed into our educational systems and given PhDs so they could be professors at universities. This is exactly what happened. And this giant wave of communism came into the university systems all over the world, all over the United States. And it has now, since 1945, 1950, basically destroyed the very fabric of the United States. We stopped raising little Americans. And this is why we have these children. I mean, I was watching that, that video of, the, of that young guy who shot those three guys and killed two of them who was a patriot, basically he was a medic and he basically was walking around helping people with his AR-15 slung over his shoulder or in front of him and some Antifa guy runs up to him and says shoot me, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me and you know, then the guy starts chasing him to beat him up and tries to pull his weapon so the guy ends up shooting him and he ends up killing him well, wait a minute that's not what we heard in the media when the horse is not but this is the thing that we have to understand. That communist kid was programmed and indoctrinated through the Frankfurt School of Teaching to become that nightmare of a child, that nightmare of a young man, that nightmare of a person who says, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me. And, and, th and were, the problem is they're so stupid that the guy's not even armed. The guy's yelling, shoot me. And he's trying to fight with a guy who's got an AR-15 slung around him. I mean, a high-powered weapon. I mean, it's just idiot. Like, it's like, a, I'll step out in front of the semi-truck and it won't run over me. It's only doing 70 miles an hour. I'll show that driver. And also you see body parts flying everywhere. If the guy goes into pieces, and he's dead. But he thought he'd step in front of the semi-truck. You see these guys blocking roads, getting run over. Because I, they won't run over me because I'm Antifa. Well, then they end up getting dead. And they're so stupid and so blinded by the hate, by what they were taught, they're not even thinking through the consequences of who and what they are and what they're going to get themselves involved in. Well, it's what it is. By the way, change topics for a second. We haven't done any health stuff in a bit. I've told you guys repeatedly, if you drink one ounce of alcohol a day, it decreases your body's ability to burn fat by up to 40%. And that's why people who drink a glass of wine a day, who drink a glass of beer a day, who basically drink alcohol every single day, they end up getting fat, they end up getting beer guts, and they end up getting obese. I've told you guys this repeatedly over and over and over, and I've told you it's a giant lie about people who drink wine have healthier hearts because the study shows that the people who drink wine basically have higher levels of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer, all kinds of other diseases, including osteoporosis, and that the diseases that you get from drinking the alcohol don't help with the not coming down with heart disease. Because, uh, because the resveratrol in the wine will help to reduce the risk of heart disease, but you can take that in a capsule form and not get drunk. So here's an article from Daily Mail. People who drink just one bottle of beer or one glass of small wine each day are 25% more likely to be obese, posted on our website. Study finds of 26 million people. Moderate drinking two units a day is often regarded as safe by health chiefs, but even this was found to increase the risks of obesity by up to 25%. It can also lead to blood pressure or diabetes. This research has shown. Guys, I can't tell you this, and I'm, I'm going to say this again. If you occasionally have a glass of beer or you occasionally have a glass of wine, I'm talking like 
once a month, a couple times a year. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Whatever. It's not a big deal. Don't get drunk and don't do it every day. Plus, remember, 10% of the population is genetic predisposed to basically become alcoholics. You start drinking this once a day, once a day, once a day, you're going to start wanting alcohol. I got to be really careful because my mom had a drinking problem because she self-medicated because she was suffering post-traumatic stress syndrome of what happened to her in Germany. And my brother, he's an alcoholic and he's suffering from post-traumatic stress syndrome, what happened to him in Germany. Yeah, he was born in 1941. And so my brother has ruined his entire life with alcoholism. My mom stayed drunk most of her life. Thank God she didn't drink when she was pregnant with my sister and I. But the point is, it's self-medication. The same thing with drugs, same thing with cigarettes. It's self-medicate, self-medicate. I feel awful today. I don't like the way I feel. I don't like what I'm thinking about. I'm going to medicate. I'm going to make my memories go away, and I'm going to basically take some nicotine. I'm going to take some alcohol, and I'm going to forget about how bad things are in my life. It's self-medication. That's why you very rarely ever find a really positive drunk. <laughs> I just thought I'd mention that. You don't really, they don't, you don't run into them very often because if they're really positive, they don't need the alcohol. Oh, by the way, the largest U.S. retailers now are refusing to sell the FDA-approved GMO salmon. Wow. Now, I don't understand why they're rejecting this unless the Rothschilds don't own the patent on the GMO salmon. Because I can guarantee you, if the Rothschilds, if the international bankers take control of the GMO salmon, all of them are going to sell it. Just thought I'd mention that. Walmart, Costco, Albertsons, Kroger... Trader Joe's, Whole Foods are all saying absolutely not. Even Target, they will not sell the Aqua Advantage salmon ahead of Aqua Bounty Technologies' planned first ever harvest and commercial sales of the U.S. plan for this fall. The news come following the court hearing last week in which a federal judge in California looked poised to rule in favor of environmental groups afraid of GMO salmon's potential to blunt wild salmon populations, thus blocking the FDA approval of the fish. Guys, Wild salmon is really blunted, and it's been blunted because of Fukushima in the Pacific and all the fisheries. If you haven't noticed, even when you go into your local lakes and local rivers and local streams, the fish are disappearing because of all the chemicals and all the crap that's running off of people's yards into these doggone aquifers. And now we're having a problem with fish getting radiation poisoning out of sea and these estuaries dying in the Pacific Ocean because Fukushima has not stopped belching out radioactive water yet. It's still belching out radioactive water. It's been doing this since 2011. And it's not going to stop because they have no way to go in. They had a meltdown, guys. The bottom of the containment vessels broke. They melted out. The things down inside of the bedrock, these, 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 these reactors are just spewing out radiation, spewing out radiation, spewing out radiation. Now, they can fix this. They have the technology to do it. But they don't want to because they're doing exactly what they want to do with these fisheries in the Pacific Ocean. You know, and it's sad to me. You know, I've, I've had people who are captains of ships, and they've told me they've gone across the ocean now in the Pacific and haven't seen a living fish. Now, I'm sure there are fish still there, but the fisheries in the Pacific, I mean, we talk, we, what, we destroyed the entire ocean? Same thing is true with, you know, when you, see, when you hear Atlantic salmon. We used to have Atlantic salmon. Atlantic salmon is always farm-raised fish. It's just always farm-raised fish. And so we have to understand that we're destroying the very fisheries. And now we've got the Chinese out right off, right off the coast of Ecuador, right there in the international waters with these giant nets that are miles and miles long trawling in the seas outside of Ecuador, outside of the Galapagos Islands, trying to scoop up every living organism. Yeah. So those types of things that are being done on this planet are absolutely horrific, and they need to be stopped. But remember, don't be drinking alcohol every day. It's not healthy. Don't be smoking pot every day. 
fact, I don't recommend you smoke pot at all unless you're using like THC for like some type of medical condition or pot for some type of medical condition like PTSD. I'd rather have you on that than I would on some kind of psychotropic drug. Good grief. But guys, think about what you're doing to your body. Think about how to stay healthy and follow those protocols. Austin, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, one of the things, too, that, you know, I've had a lot of discussions with, you know, with the, the CBD hemp oils that, you know, if you, anybody has any questions about that, you can give us a call up. We'll be happy to, you know, explain that to you. But, you know, there's a lot of options on the market on a regular basis to where you can go in and take supplements and really try to maintain healthy lifestyle. And that's what we try to do here at Health Master the best we can. You know, I have a friend of mine that came in and the doctors wanted to put him on high blood pressure medication. He was like, dude, he's like, I don't like taking meds. I'm super busy. I already know that stuff's not healthy. And doctor was like, okay, you know, if you can figure out how to fix it yourself, then, you know, that's fine. You come back in in a month. And so he talked to me about it. He's like, dude, he's like, I'm having issues with BP. And so first thing I told him, I said, well, first thing we need to do is make sure your water intake's high enough. He's like, okay. So I made sure he was drinking enough water. He drank moderate enough, but we bumped it up a little bit more. And I uh, said, you need to make sure you're coming off, you know, heavy caffeine. He's like, well, I drink, you know, a lot of caffeine in the afternoon. I said, well, I said, switch over the purple sticks. So he switched over the purple sticks. He said, dude, still kept him going pretty good. And then I put him on the HGH Stimulate and the vitamin E. And that's almost said, you need to be more active. I said, I know everybody is, because he was working Basically, um, instead of commuting and going back and forth to work and walking around a lot, he was doing essentially the you know satellite from home. And so the problem is, from a lot of people have told me this, they're having issues all the time because you know you don't really you're not very active. You pretty much wake up in the morning, you know, make a bite to eat, sit down at the desk, sit there all day, get up from there, go get on the couch, and people have gotten very lazy. And I mean, I'm not knocking anybody, it's just it's what's happened because nobody's really active anymore. And so exercise and getting stuff under control has helped out tremendously. So I mean, just a few key things right there and some basic supplements with a few changes in lifestyle can have a huge impact on getting blood pressure back under a healthy level. You know, I went into the uh, uh, cardiologist the other day, and I haven't been in years. And, you know, I just wanted to go in just for a checkup. Like I said, I went in there. Blood pressure was perfect. It was, I think it was like 120, 120 or 122 over like 73 or 74. Um, you know, it was perfect. And so the doctor's looking at me. He's like, dude, you're great. Do you even do the EKG on me? So I said, okay, whatever. I said, I'm not going to be taking any dyes or do anything like that. I said, well, whatever you want to do. I said, I'm, I'm kind of open to it. No meds, no dyes. Test me out. And so he did. He goes, dude, you're in great shape. His heart sounds good. Lungs sound good. Everything sounds good. And I said, great, awesome, okay. And so, and that's the thing is just, you know, being active and doing stuff and maybe doing, you know, round trampoline or going in and doing, you know, some basic exercises in the gym or just getting outside and walking. Heck, I've seen that help out a lot of people that have been very sedentary. So there's a lot of different options out there and a lot of different little things you can do. And the base supplements like the E and the HGH Stimulate, because where the HGH Stimulate has L-arginine in it, it helps to increase nitric oxide in the body. So it actually is a vasodilator. This is why it's so important when you talk to somebody that's having issues with blood pressure and they're using either nicotine, tobacco, or uh, basically caffeine products. Caffeine and nicotine are both vasoconstrictors. 
they constrict blood. So they tighten up everything, making it harder for the heart to pump. This is one of the reasons why you get a lot of things like the head rush if you use basically caffeine products or why cigarette smokers get the head rush when they smoke cigarettes because it's actually constricting blood to the brain and also the nicotine can be a dopamine trigger. Same thing with caffeine. So it's really important if you're dealing with those issues, if you're trying to stay healthy, you at least have to do the best you can to wean off of it. I'm not recommending people smoke. It's not healthy. I know a lot of times people have a hard time coming off of it. If you can at least reduce the amount that you're using, the same thing with caffeine, slowly taper your way off of it until you get down to basically virtually none or very small amount. Because remember, nicotine it has a half-life of like six hours on it. Same thing with caffeine. So what happens is somebody smokes a cigarette, okay, they get their hit off the cigarette. Well, an hour later, they're getting another craving again. Well, they go hit it again. Well, that nicotine that you got from the first cigarette is not out of your bloodstream yet, guys. You still have nicotine in your system. So then they get a hit, and 30 hour, hour later, they get another craving, hit it again. Well, that nicotine builds up in the system, and so you reach a point to where you have a significant amount of vasoconstriction throughout the body all day long. You're not getting adequate blood flow. The same thing goes with caffeine. You know, caffeine gives you that rush, you know, that adrenaline rush, you know, from 30 minutes to an hour, maybe two hours, then it starts to wear off. Well, caffeine's got a long half-life on it as well. So then you're going in, you're constantly drinking caffeine all day long, and it's slowly building up, and it's also a diuretic. So it's pushing water out of you, which makes your blood thicker. So if you're not drinking adequate fluid, so when you start looking at stuff like that, understand you don't have a deficiency of blood pressure medication. You basically are probably taking something you shouldn't or not taking enough of something you should and can add in a couple different supplements and some exercise that can play a pivotal key role in your health. So just a few That's things right. there that you can do. Just anything you want to add on that, Dad? We're getting close to the show. So I, I kind of, you, you talked about it. I wanted to kind of add my two cents well, on that. <laughs> no, and you got to be on vitamin E. you got to keep that blood thin. you got to be on cod liver oil. you got to be on B-complex or multiple powder. I mean, I've, I found that I can take that pretty much on an empty stomach in the morning. So I'll, sometimes I'll mix two scoops of that in to my purple stick. And I just mix it all at once. And when I use the multiple powder like that first thing in the morning, it really gives me a kick in the butt. I mean, it gets me moving pretty good with a purple stick. And, guys, you know, the purple sticks are amazing. Now, we've got a problem with purple sticks. We're having a problem with manufacturing. And we still have them in inventory. But, it's, you know, just let you guys know that you buy, if you want to keep purple sticks in stock, you might want to order some. Just thought I'd mention that. In addition to that, you need to realize that, you know, health and vitality and exercise all go together. At least get out and walk. I also mentioned a round trampoline. Get a little mini tramp like you see on the side of the field with like they're like three feet across and jog on that. If you have high blood pressure, make sure you have good shoes, good ankle support. If you can't do it, check with your medical doctor first. Make sure you're okay. And start with 10 seconds a day. Go build 15 seconds a day. Just do it like that, but get that circulation going because it really helps to maintain healthy blood pressure. Now also, remember, I want to guys, I want to thank you so much for this Instagram support you've given Sharon. And she's basically putting out a lot of stuff that I'm telling her to post. She's doing her own. She's also helping work with the Thai girls, the, the girls the 20 girls that we adopted in Thailand, please contact Sharon. Please sign up at S. That's like, that's like Sharon T, like Tippin, Sharon Tippin Brower, B-R-O-E-R, at Instagram. Sign up with her. She'll accept you as a friend. And, and learn what we're doing at Health Masters and learn all of the news stories that she's posting. And thank you again for all of your support with the Thai girls. And remember, Austin will be on Hagman tonight. Austin, go ahead and finish up the show, and I will talk to you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend.
Absolutely. No, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we continue doing the best we can to get this information out there. So be sure if you need anything, healthmasters.com. Give us a call if you have any questions. And we have the product of the week right now. You guys saw the Superfood Complete. Put a big sale on that. It's on vanilla or chocolate. Uh, 25% off. Really great product, especially if you're exercising, working out. You want to add some additional protein, use it as a meal replacement. Really fits that role amazingly. And just continue to keep your mind right on what's going on. I know a lot of people, I've had a lot of people call me and tell me and email me. And they're like, man, you know, I'm just stressed out. So dude, don't get stressed out. Don't get flustered with this. You already know what's happening. You know what's going to happen. You know how it's going to continue to go. Stand your ground on stuff. If you have to get in a situation and you have no way of getting out of it and you found yourself in something, stand by your convictions. You'll never regret that because I'm telling you right now, there's one of the worst feelings you'll ever feel is knowing something is right, believing something is right, being convicted of something is right, and when the time comes, you completely and totally back down and compromise because you didn't want to have the conflict. That's why I encourage everybody, make sure you know how to handle yourself physically. Exercise, stay strong, take karate classes, take taekwondo, take jiu-jitsu, take aikido, whatever you feel comfortable taking. Even if you want to take just basic hand-to-hand tactics, take knife training classes. I love knife classes. There's something very, very appropriate about being able to handle yourself with a blade to defend your life if it comes down to that. And so understand that there is a very, very crucial part of America that has to remember we need to be self-sufficient. If God is for us, who can be against us? I encourage everybody, stand your ground and be self-sufficient and make sure you know how to handle yourself and defend your family. I appreciate the support. Thank you for signing up for the newsletter. You guys have a fantastic, safe weekend. I'll be on Hagman's show later on tonight. Be safe. Do something productive this weekend. Do something you don't normally do. Do an exercise you don't normally do. Just do something. Thank you again, guys. Have a blessed weekend. We'll talk to you again on this show Monday, as always.